Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of Rum and Records. Uh, and on this occasion, our topic of choice is called Templeton's Travels. Sounds very intriguing, Craig. Tell us more. So yeah, you know I love alliteration. So I was starting to think of things. And I was like, ah, oh, Templeton's Travels. It's a bit like um, Whitaker's World. Oh wow, now you're going back. <laughs> um, so as I've mentioned, I'm sure I travel a lot with work. And I get to go to some amazing places. It's never really a dull moment where I go. Um, and also being married to a Kiwi. I've been to New Zealand many times. So yeah, I just have an interest in traveling. My, one of my biggest things is obviously trying to get an understanding of the culture, mainly the drinking culture and the eating culture. And if, there's a, chance, if there's a chance of record stores, then absolutely I am there in a flash. And my luggage is then filled with records. Indeed. Well, I have been very impressed with your, in particular, your uh, Austin, Texas halls of records. Absolutely. Uh, some absolute belters, some absolute bargains, and some really rare stuff that you just can't really get in the UK easily. Definitely. And I think we'll make this not a reoccurring, well, it will be reoccurring, but not a very... Not very regular, but not perhaps regular sporadically reoccurring throughout uh, throughout this uh, podcast. And Austin, Texas will definitely be one that I will want to talk about. It will, but we're not going to talk about that this evening. What are we going to talk about, Craig? What is what is the location? We're going to go a little bit exotic, um, or exotic to some people. Um, we're going to talk about India, and we're going to talk about one city in particular, the the fourth most populous city of India, which is Hyderabad. Um, a city that I've visited, oh, I don't know, even know, I've lost count how many times, um, for work. But luckily I get the weekends to myself, I get to do a lot of exploring, and um, I've made quite a lot of friends over there. Hmm. Yeah, you've been, you've told me several times, and I've always been uh, intrigued by some of your Instagram stuff and your stories, etc. Uh, and obviously regaling your tales of, of India, and somewhere I've never been, um, so I'm particularly interested to... To delve a little bit deeper into this this evening, particularly on the uh, on uh, the the rum side, if I can have a little absolutely, mini, mini spoil we'll, there. we'll get to that. We'll get to that as soon as possible. But yeah, uh, I remember the first time getting my visa, being super excited, and you know that way when when you're going to go on a road trip, you want to start making a playlist and think this is this is going to soundtrack my journey. Yeah, and I didn't want to just pick lots of. Indian tunes? I didn't really know that many Indian tunes. <laughs> you don't strike me as the kind of guy that's into uh, sort of uh, Bollywood type stuff. Well, I mean, I used to date a girl who was who lived in India for a while and she listened to Bollywood all the time, so I got an understanding of it. Um, but never never really an in-depth look at it. So there's one song, it's, it's a Western song, that always strikes me as like the perfect um, beginning of a road trip. And it's mm. a very well-known song. I think a lot of people have heard it before. But it's actually, it's Fleet Foxes. Every road trip that I start generally has to have Fleet Foxes on there. Just from their first album. And it is Ragged Wood. Ragged Wood, yes. And the one goes, whoa! Yeah. Just has that kicking groove. like, And the the rolling drums make you think, right, we're we're onwards. We're on, that's us. We're on the road, here we go. The wheels are rolling. Absolutely. It's begun. Anytime I travel, first song I want to put in that playlist is generally... Fleet Fox's Ragged Wood. So let's, um, let's play that Listen, for a yeah, little
So that was Fleet Foxes. Yeah, we were talking throughout the track and I was just saying that it really is an album for all seasons. You can listen to it and feel summery. You can listen to it in the winter and feel all cosy. And it, it, the first memory of me listening to this on a road trip was on the way to Isle of Skye um, for my cousin's wedding. And it was great. You just um, It was July, so all lush forests and then yep. the sun splitting through the sky. It was so nice. So anyway, um, I just wanted to change change sort of track slightly um, getting back to the sort of Indian theme you mentioned sort of Bollywood and you had some sort of uh, basic understanding of it certainly more than me um, but d- just just curious do you have any sort of Indian music um, particularly in your collection either in records or any particular tracks that were maybe formed part of that playlist uh, yeah so there was there was a time we were visiting London before I lived here and went to Rough Trade as you do as a tourist, course, you want to go yeah. there, it's a big record shop. And have you ever heard the label Finders Keepers? I don't believe so, no. Finders Keepers are, are a really interesting label. They produce a lot of compilations. Right. And I think actually uh, most of them come out on Record Store Day. In fact, one Record Store Day that we were together, I got Eastern European Pop of the 1980s or something <laughs> like that. And that was a Finders Keepers record. So they'd done one um, all towards this singer called K.S. Chitra, who is known as the Little Nightingale in India. She's a very, very famous um, Tamil singer. So mm, there's different uh, languages in yeah. India. Tamil is one of the one of the main ones. I think that's more kind of southeast uh, India where they speak Tamil. And... And a lot of her songs are with a certain person, a certain male actor, and he has the honour of being on 40,000 separate songs. Fucking hell. Fuck knows how they do it. It's wild. It's really wild. Anyways, this song was on this album. Right. It's not on Spotify, but you can find it on YouTube if you search hard enough, and we'll put a link in somewhere. Yeah, sure. Make sure sure that you can find it. Yeah. I think it's on SoundCloud as well. It's all in Tamil. I tried to find an English version. There are websites that try and translate these songs. This one, I could not fucking find a no, single thing. No, it sound terrible. But well. I, I, um, I heard that they use quite a lot of lyrics that are in kind of um, traditional village songs, but with a modern backing track to it. Interesting. Let's listen to that right now. I'll try and, I'll try and pronounce it. It's Netu Orotara Orotara. Netu Orotara Orotara. That was uh, that was quite something. Do you feel like we're in India? Well, not quite, Craig. I'm feeling something... My throat is just a little bit parched. I'm feeling like I need to fully immerse myself in the Indian experience. So I believe you've now... uh, You've got the first um, tipple for us to try. I'll not see what you've done on this one. Please, could you... Yeah, so it. it turns out when I got over there that yeah, there is quite a strong Indian rum culture. India's made up of lots of different religions and cultures and backgrounds... But some of them like to drink. Some of them love to drink. And I found out that one of their favourite rums over there is a rum called Old Monk. Um, you can actually buy it in the UK and it comes in a kind of a 
glass monk's head. <laughs> but this is this is straight from Hyderabad. I tried on so many trips to get old monk, and I was unable to. It turns out like the big rum companies are going out to India because it's a a, a new market. Yeah. Just like everybody, it's an emerging market. Lots of people to spend money out there, and they are kind of shutting down the old guards. So old monk. That's not good. India's split up into different states and the state that I was in, the state that I was in. (laughs) (laughs) Wait till later, yeah. (laughs) Um, They had been effectively banned. So I could not find this. I was trying to get it in bars. It would be on the menu and they'd be like, no, we don't sell that anymore. You can have... Really? Bacardi. Fucking hell. Um, But it turns out my my last trip that I was there, I met a guy. It turns out his parents actually own like some a chain of liquor stores. Right. So he's like, I'll, I'll sort you. He got me these and gave me them for nothing because it's cheap as fuck over there. Yeah. So cheap. How many did you get? I I only got two because obviously you can't bring. Well, too there's much only so in. much stuff you can bring in. Yeah. But uh, it's the the recommended retail price is four hundred and eighty rupees. So much? How much would that be? Like five pound. Five pound. Five pound. Um, I brought this home and then my wife was like, oh yeah, that's nice. It tastes a bit funny. And then looked at the ingredients and <laughs> it's actually just alcohol with rum flavouring. Okay. So it's not actually a rum. Basically vodka with like a rum flavouring in it. It could be, but do you know what? I actually, I find it delicious. Let's talk about how you drink it. Oh God. So in India, they still love rum and Coke. However, Coca-Cola... Oh is the second most popular Coke beverage over there. The number one is Thumbs Up. Thumbs Up, without a B, it's just T-H-U-M-S, oh. Thumbs Up. Thumbs. And it's owned by Coca-Cola. I think Coca-Cola <laughs> bought it in the in the early 90s. It's supposedly spicier. Like, I don't know if that's just some sort of, it's kind of marketing, marketing thing. thing. Yeah, oh, spicier. Um, it probably just tastes the exact Indian. same. To buy this, I had to go to Dishoom. And uh, this is probably the most expensive set of mixers I've ever bought. I bought three <laughs> bottles, 300 mil each, so the size of a can. Fucking and it was £11.70. Oof. But this is what you do for a podcast. Pushing so the gonna, boat out here. It's on. a glass bottle. So, so basically, they were like double the price of the bottle of rum. If you, if, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. you paid for well, the you rum. You could have got three bottles of rum. <laughs> These are a bottle of rum each. They probably cost about the exact same, didn't they? Hell. Here we go. Glass bottles, so glass bottles of any kind of beverage are always very nice. Well, uh... There you go, Craig. Oh, oh, I'll let you thank top you up. very much. I have put quite a lot of old monk in here. How you smell? Interesting on the nose. Smells quite spicy. It does smell spicy. I think that's more the rum, because I did give it a little, a little yeah. whiff before. I mean, we can have a wee taste of that after, but let's have a wee try on that. I love it. I, I absolutely quite love like it. That. I actually quite like that. I can't determine if it's... The rum, the coke, a combination of the two. I'm just going to have to just, before I get too much of that rum in my mouth, have a little sip of this coke on its own. Definitely tastes different from Coca-Cola. Yeah, let me try. Um, I wouldn't say it was spicy, but not quite sweet. This is less sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the sweetness is definitely coming from that rum. Aye. The, the rum such is... a distinct taste. And to be honest, I don't really care if it's not an actual rum. We're not snobby about these things. No, we really I mean, aren't. It tastes good. Fuck it. Let's go for it. We, we, we don't sit there with like... Rum, so there you go. You, you're now in India. We've got a thumbs up and old monk. 
A classic I'm, combination. Yeah, I'm feeling just the vibes. Listen to Tamil songs. I'm feeling the vibes big time. Um, so obviously, like I said, I had a playlist. I was making, and I, I started actually making a playlist as I went, just to kind of see how it worked. And yeah. the nature of my job over there um, actually meant that the first time I was there, I had to work night shift. Yeah. So I was there with a team of people. Everybody else worked during the day, and it was like 42 degree heat, I think. I think it got up to 45 degrees God, one day. Yeah. No air conditioning. And I got to sleep in a nice five-star hotel during the day and then go to work in the middle of the night. When it, I presume it was cooler, but still probably pretty It was warm. a little bit cooler, but it was still absolutely boiling. Driving around in India is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Everybody has what they call two-wheelers, which is just a motorbike. And it's not uncommon to see whole families just on one motorbike. So you'd actually see mum, dad, and the two kids. Fucking hell. And they don't take traffic laws into consideration. They don't usually even think about what side of the road they're on. There are cattle just walking about the road because they're sacred. Yeah. Um, so you've got these big cows and then you're driving through shanty towns and it's it's just such an experience. Doing that at night is something even completely different because it's a bit like going through, you know, like in Star Wars when they go into like, like in light speed or whatever they call oh, it. Oh, yeah. What do they call it? I don't is it Star know. Wars? Is it Star Trek? Fuck knows. I, I don't watch either of them. Anyways... When they've got the stars going all the way past you, it's kind of like that, because oh, you nice. can't see the people, you can only see the little lights. It's light speed, yeah. And it actually turns out that there was one album in particular that really stood out to me that soundtracked driving through Hyderabad at night perfectly. Mm. And that was Gold Panda's Lucky Shiner. Oh, nice. Um, which is an absolute that fantastic Gold album. Gold Panda, I absolutely adore this man. He's released so many good albums. We saw him supporting um, Bonobo yeah. at Alexander Palace. We did indeed. And it just it just fit it so well. Um, I'm going to play a track called Snow and Taxis. It was never snowing there, but I was taking taxis in the middle of the night. So I think it kind of fits pretty well. So we'll listen to that and uh, enjoy the rest of this room. Brilliant. to hear a bit of Gold Panda again I've certainly not heard that for a long time and I could very much sort of put myself in your uh, in your shoes here and imagining myself sort of cascading through the Hyderabad night um, listening to a bit of Gold, Gold Panda we've heard a bit of the uh, some of the music certainly heard about some of the sights that you saw when you were there and great to get a little taste of the uh, the local rum but I feel like something else is missing though like food I'm thinking what well, I mean I'm, I'm imagining as I'm, I'm sure people will also be listening to this who have maybe not been to India, but certainly will be vaguely familiar with Indian food of certainly Western sort of <laughs> descent, <laughs> uh, Western sort of creation. But what was food like? I was really keen to hear about the food. I was super stoked more about the food than anything else. I think we're really lucky living in Glasgow for such a long time, such a great Indian food scene. Oh, they invented 100%. the chicken tikka masala in Glasgow. They did indeed. Um, but they didn't invent this iconic dish. Hyderabad is famous for one dish. And generally when I meet a group of people, one one thing I used to, I like to throw out is, um, what's your favourite food? What's mm-hmm. your favourite smell? Like if I'm in a new country and I'm teaching a bunch of people, like, where's good to eat? Mm-hmm. 
Every single person, I had a class of 30 people, every single person said, Hyderabad had done biryani. So Hyderabad is the home of biryani. So this is like the kind of the rice based dish. It's, yeah, it's it's completely lamb. it's completely different to anything you've ever had in the UK with biryani. Biryani here is the rice is kind of coated with a lot of flavour. You're right. There's lamb. There's all this sort of stuff. It's so light in India. I can't really explain it. They use a certain pot and the rice is put on top of the spices and then it actually oh. the dum and dum biryani is right. is steam it's to steam the rice so it steams the rice so it steams the rice with the, with the stuff coming through it so every single person ah, right, they okay. were like Hyderabad dum biryani so it kind of like almost like uh, permeates and perfumes yeah. the the, um, the rice without getting right into it and coating it everywhere the yeah. spices so, so obviously when somebody tells you that you're like well where's good for biryani I need this I, need I want this. where is the best the biryani best. In the in the hometown of Biryani. And every single person was like, Paradise Biryani. And I was like, Oh, this is a consensus. It must be the best thing since sliced bread. Paradise Biryani is a bit like McDonald's for burgers. That wasn't really what I was after. And it wasn't actually until because again I was working the night shift, I couldn't use the staff canteens and I was like, Oh obviously the staff canteens are gonna be the best because mm. just gonna be people making lots of food. Mm. But the best biryani I've ever ate is in the work canteen and every time I go there now I get it one other thing just to link back to food there's one called soda bottle opener walla um, walla just means person so it's the person that opens up soda bottles and it's a Parsi restaurant so Parsi restaurants um, the one that's most famous here like I just mentioned is Dishoom and the food there was absolutely phenomenal so good this is where I discovered this is my first Indian discovery of music it was just, um, we were sitting there eating our dinner and this song came on and everybody stood up and started clapping their hands and singing along. Fucking hell. And it was, it was such a party atmosphere. And the, the track is called Badan Pesatari Lapeti Hui. 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 And it's, uh, I do know the meaning of this because it's sung in Urdu, I think. Mm-hmm. Urdu or Hindi. I can't remember. One of them. But anyways, a couple of close friends of mine over in India... Tell me about it. I'll read some of the lyrics because they're <laughs> fucking great. Your dress is made of stars. Oh, sweetheart, where are you going? If you come closer, I shall find peace. <laughs> um, another line is, um, Without your admirer, your splendours are like ex- extinguishing lamps. But it's great. It's such a good song. It must have been quite, um, an, quite, a, quite a scene. What were you thinking when you were sitting there and everyone gets up? You're like, what is going on? I loved on? it. I wanted to clap along and sing along. And I literally... Now, to show off in front of like Indian taxi drivers, I'm like, have you got the aux cable? <laughs> and this is the song I play. So that was Mohammed Rafi with Badanpe Sitari Lupete Hui from Lui. the movie Prince. And I love it. It's got such a fucking energy to it. It's got some yeah. really cool solos, like fucking Hi. shrill trumpets, as well as like these really old school analog synth type things. It sounds like more like a stylophone. 
Oh yeah, did a bit. One of those things. That's pretty impressed with that, and I could understand why people would be getting out their chair to, I, to honestly, chant and cheer and clap along to this that. This was my greatest find ever in India. Was that tune? I absolutely loved it. And I'm so glad it was like completely natural. It was completely sort of organic. You just it just happened in the moment. Um, so talking about other finds in India, um, <laughs> I obviously found Old Monk. Yes, but trying did. to find other Indian rums wasn't so easy. I wasn't really going to other alcohol stores. Um, but what I did find in the airport home were <laughs> these strange-looking bottles. They're, um, it's, it's a rum called Wild Tiger. Wild and Tiger. And it's special reserve rum with a special handcrafted packaging of, um, it looks like, fake tiger skin. Really fake tiger skin. Yeah, it looks really. like it was made out of sabutio. Um, aye, aye. You know, like <laughs> the sabutio the cloth, cloth stuff. The cloth yeah. stuff. Yeah. Looks like they just made a tiger skin out of that. It does look exactly like that. It came with a, a free key ring of a, a fake tiger tooth. <laughs> and I think I think it's like 10% or something. Like it supports wild tiger um, conservation. Yeah. Relish responsibly, it says. So I got two of these where there's a standard orange tiger which is your special reserve rum. That's what we're going to try first. Award-winning packaging. Exquisite award-winning packaging. I've kept this closed since I got back to in- from India the last time. I think it was like February. It's been a few months. It's like butterscotch. Yeah, a wee bit, wee bit licorice as well, maybe. Aye. Anyways, let's and get this poured. We'll have it with... You can uh, do the honours. We'll have this again with some thumbs up. Yeah, because it spent a good money on it. Completely authentic. Been very you have no idea how hard it was for Craig and I to get into this bottle. Fucking hell. <laughs> we were like literally... We had to good. use a door. Yeah. Craig's ingenious way of breaking a seal, yeah. by the way. You ever got a screw top bottle, can't get it open, wine, you know, spirit, whatever. A little kind of jar in the door. Do you want to have a little taste and tell us? Uh... Aye, please, please. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, the second of... Uh, or three Indian rums. Three Indian rums here. And it's called Wild Tiger. This is the... What variety is this? The Grand Reserve. It's um, the non-spiced one. The non-spiced we're having the now. This is the one with the orange flock. The, the orange. It's okay. It's all right. It's not sweet like the fake rum of Old Monk. No, it's not at all. It's, it's, it's There definitely is butterscotch notes there. There is. You know that kind of... Aye. I like it. Like butterscotch angel delight. It is like Angel Delight. That's exactly it. With some thumbs up mm. to spice it up. Mm. So Pretty good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I mentioned, we've mentioned the drinking, we've mentioned the food, but obviously I'm there for records. I want records. I want, I want souvenirs, and the only souvenirs generally for me mm. are records. And you'd think that with all this amazing Bollywood music, <laughs> there would be records. Zero record shops Zero. in Hyderabad. But one thing that I really did want was a harmonium. Yes. Yeah, so a, a huge hero of mine is Ivor Cutler. I named my son after him, and he played a harmonium. So I actually spent a whole day travelling around, this was one of the weekends, the whole of Hyderabad to every single music store I could find to find a harmonium. And it was, I don't know, five hours into the search, and we finally found one. And, um, yeah, I've never played it once. <laughs> <laughs> but that experience but it looks cool it was the, the journey was better than the destination I had convinced myself I'm going to have a son I didn't even know if I was going to have a son but we're going to have, I'm going to have a son I'm going to call him Ivor and I'm going to give him this harmonium and I'm sure once once he listens to this once he's old enough 
one He'll day. He'll be like, thanks, Dad. I've got a harmonium. Thanks, Dad. But yeah, I'm going to play the song Music for a Found Harmonium by Penguin Cafe Orchestra. I don't know if you will have ever heard this or knowingly heard this. Did we... Is this not one of our playlists? It could be. Actually, maybe I have introduced you to yeah, this. Yeah, I'm... But it was covered by a guitarist, I forget his name, and that was used in the the Napoleon Dynamite soundtrack. Right. But it's an amazing song, and it definitely, whenever I go to India, I always listen to this, this song. This is uh, very much on the playlist. Absolutely. So let's, let's listen to that. <laughs> So that was um, Penguin Cafe Orchestra. Orchestra, the original. Um, yes, you have played that track for me before, um, but you did certainly sort of um, turn me on to that track. It was in one of our previous previous playlists. So that was uh, that was very good. Absolutely. Um, just to make everybody aware, it turns out I have an amazing palate and a, a great nose. Mm. So with the Wild Tiger rums, um, it comes with a little. Uh, booklet. Oh, a very informative little booklet, and um, it actually goes through all the rums, and it's got um, it goes through the kind of tasting notes. It's got the colour, which in this case you probably can't see now. You put coal on it, but um, they've uh, coined it dark amber. Quite, oh. quite like that, but very much on the tasting notes, um, on the nose, intense with hints of vanilla, toasted wood, cocoa, and. Butterscotch. Fucking butterscotch. You absolutely fucking nailed that. You that's, nailed it. That's it. That's my nose for you. You nailed it. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to do another one here. We've, we've got the third bottle of rum, and this is the spice variety. So little a little fact about this uh, rum. Um, it's certainly the, their claim. I can't sort of uh, say any more than what I'm reading here. Is It is uh, Asia's first spiced rum, which uh, I feel... Privileged. Pretty fucking privileged yeah, to be trying yeah, yeah. this shit. Well, you're welcome. How could you not buy that? I mean, look <laughs> at it. <laughs> it's a fucking state. It's, it's got something. It's like got eighties all over <laughs> it. Like everything was wrong about the eighties. You just see that, and sort of Derek Trotter's fucking. Yes, it's bar. very, very like. Um, very Del Boy. Now I've got a question. Do these have similar tasting notes to the original? Um. Actually, no. They no, don't. because I they mean, don't. it smells quite similar. Not according to this. Okay. Not according to this. And you've got to remember this is a spice drum. You have to think about what kind of spices they could be putting in there. Well, one thing I'd like to say straight away from the nose is it doesn't smell like most other spice drums. You know how most spice drums kind <laughs> yeah. of go, fuck it, let's just have a lot of vanilla. Yeah. I ain't smelling a lot of vanilla there, but let me okay. open it up. you got no vanilla. That, that didn't help. That didn't do a thing. <laughs> I think it smells better at the bottle. You're getting, getting the purity of it there. So... I know I said butterscotch with the last one, but this smells deeper. deeper. Like a deeper butterscotch. More toffee-esque. More, um... Mm-hmm. It just... It, it smells darker. I know that sounds absolutely stupid. But it right. smells darker right. than, um... That, but... It smells like an Indian dessert called Kulfi, which is kind of like an ice oh, cream. Oh, I had one of them actually in the shim. Oh, yeah. A mango so Kulfi like- was lovely. Can I have a wee sniff, actually? Of course so you can, I'm reading this and I want to just see if this... If it matches. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know whether it's like placebo effects. I've read that thinking, oh yeah, I can definitely smell that, but maybe I can just a, smell ice. a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, let's have a little taste. Ah, no, that's tasting a lot different now. Makes cola taste great, it says here. It does make cola taste great. Just tell us what it says. Right, okay. It's, uh, I feel like the text is slightly uh, like, sliding here, so it's a bit... Uh, I don't know what's supposed to be what, but I think this is the nose. Pronounced notes of zesty tangerine. Tangerine? And cardamom... Cardamom! Flavours come through. Wait there. Yes. Aye, cardamom I got. But cardamom, I was th- definitely. But I was thinking, if I'd got that because I've just... Read it. Read it. Tasty that's saying earthy, fresh, and full of spice uh, as black pepper, nutmeg, ginger, cardamom hit. This is your wild. Tongue. Like when you when they when they list it, you can start tasting them on your tongue. But I think it's it's maybe it's just because I'm not experienced it. Intense and profoundly delightful, more spicy than sweet. Definitely more spicy than sweet. Absolutely, I think said. and that's why I was saying like, it's different from your general piss all over it with vanilla. <coughs> I'm not even drinking. That's the other one. I'm not. I've not had a taste yet. But um, go for it. Let's go. And while you're um, coughing up, sorry about that. Excuse me. We're coming to the end of our journey into Hyderabad. We've talked about its food. We've talked about Wait, its music. We've talked about its rum culture. Um, and we're going to finish off with actually a track that I own on vinyl. Um, it's a soundtrack from a Wes Anderson film. And I know he's been accused of sometimes jumping onto other people's cultures. This whole, uh, the Isle of Dogs, you know, the whole Japanese... Uh, yeah, the anime, anime thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. I kind of got that. But once I returned from India, I actually realised how true oh to God. form it is. You like that? It tastes completely different. Aye. To any I've tasted. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's actually pretty good. Aye. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. Uh, what I was saying, the thing with this Wes Anderson film, the, you actually, once you've been there, you realise and you align with so many of the things that are going on in the film. It's it's very true to what it is like in India. Mm. I would say it seems a lot quieter than it is in Hyderabad. Hyderabad's fucking nuts. Absolutely mental. But I can relate with those characters a lot more after being there, and I know that sounds really fucking <laughs> pretentious. But what I would say it is, it is um, it's a credit to Wes Anderson as a director that actually they've been able to keep that feeling and honesty mm. about India. Because I, I, would, I would say before I went, Judging Unlimited probably wasn't one of my favourite films. No. But now that I've been, I'm like, I can totally get on board with this. The music they use... It's a pretty good soundtrack. It's such a good soundtrack. I would say that I prefer all the Indian soundtracks on that soundtrack to, um, to the, Western the Western ones. songs that are on there. And have you got... You said you got it on vinyl? I've got it on vinyl. Coloured? Uh, no. But I know there is a coloured variant out Sure there is. It's like kind of gr- gr- greeny. So this actually ties in really well. This tune is called Farewell to Ernest, and it's from um, Merchant Ivory's film The Householder. And I think it's a really good track to to finish off and say goodbye to this bonus. Well, it's been a it's been a fantastic virtual trip to Hyderabad. Um, lots of uh, exotic flavors, sights, and sounds. Certainly, you've uh, managed to sort of conjure up. So, Craig, um, it's been really interesting, and I look forward to hearing this uh, track play us out. Thank you. Um, to to India. To India. <laughs> <laughs>